What's one major thing you hope will happen in pro wrestling over the next five to six months? Will we see a first-time world champion? I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a pro wrestling website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we celebrate 100 episodes of the Daily Wrestling News Show by expressing our hopes and offering a little prediction, too. We have a full house with Al, John John, and Travis. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show for May 18, 2021, where you can catch all the latest pro wrestling news. And here we are for episode 100. Everybody's in the house. We have Al, we have the tag team of John John, and we have Travis. (laughs) Everybody's here. So, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Good. Yeah, glad to be here, right? Happy 100 episode. I was going to cut in real quick. I just remember I was on for episode one with you, and you've just grown grown so much, and I just. I'm just not good with this kind of stuff. I'm really just not. <laughs> Pull it together, man. Pull it together. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we have a kind of a fun show today. We're, what we're going to do is a, is a roundtable. Uh, we're not going to do all of the various news items. We're not going to go over Raw from last night. We are going to, as a group, talk about wrestling and what we hope for wrestling in the next five to six months. Kind of like how we set up in the intro there. So I'm going to start with Al. We're going to go straight into it. Al, what is one major thing that you are hoping for in the world of pro wrestling in the next five to six months? Okay. Well, uh, well, the first things first. I actually have two, right? If if, if you don't mind. Um, uh, the first thing, obviously, I mean, I think it, it's bound to happen in the next five months. Uh, oh my god! I think I just pulled down your. Oh man. Okay. So this is this is where we got a problem here. I apologize, Joey. I'm taking down the nameplates for five seconds. Um, the one thing we, uh, I think, CM Punk. I mean, within the next, it has to be CM Punk. So, I mean, that's that's the one thing. I think that's the one thing we obviously all want to say. But the 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 other thing that I obviously want to see, um, I want to see the war. I think that's what everyone's been clamoring for. I want to see all elite wrestling versus Impact wrestling. On some type of pay-per-view, I mean, I know they're going to be oh, ripping off the Survivor Series, but, like, you know, actually, I created a card for this for this monumental event. I know all this stuff. I tried to get everybody involved. It's actually 11 matches, and actually one of them I do have started on the pre-show. Um, I think the show that's uh, start to show off hot, we have uh, give me John Silver and Johnny Springer. That would be absolutely incredible. So put, me, uh, put that on the pre-show. Uh, we're going to come in hot on the main show, starting off a five-on-five, some type of bloodbath. You're going to earn a circle and uh, violent by design. I think that would be a lot of fun. And then, like I said, with ripping off the Survivor Series, we're going to do all the champions versus champions. So we'll start with the women's first. Uh, we'll do oh, – I'm sorry, the tag teams first. Excuse me. I, I don't have my graphics labeled here. So we got the Young Bucks. Maybe they'll do the Good Brothers or get the belt backs. But this has been forming for a while now. I think a good champions versus champions match with them. And then some type of uh, 10 team Survivor Series match uh, for AEW. Give me FTR, Jurassic Express, best friends. Uh, we'll put the Death Triangle. We'll put Pac with Penta on this one, along with Grayson and Uno from the Dark Order against uh, Storm and Saban. Give me Austin and Fulton, Decay, Triple XL. And then a fun thing maybe Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, maybe throw them together. They're a little short on tag teams, but if uh, they have a common goal, you know, they're former tag team champions two times. You know, once um, with uh, the with Edge and then the one time on their own when they won them at WrestleMania 35. 
uh, with the women, I think we're all assuming the good doctor is going to be uh, Nishida, put her against Dion Perrazzo. Uh, I think that match would be absolutely phenomenal. And then the women's uh, quote-unquote Survivor Series match, Nishida, Deep, Statlander, Nyla Rose, Jade Cargill for AW. Jordan Grace, Tennille Dashwood, Rosemary Havoc, and get Sue Young back in here on this one. They're going to need uh, all the guns a-blazing. Um, with the men, uh, back to the, the men with the, the secondary titles, I know uh, the X Division is not really it's its own thing, but we'll do Miro. I don't think he's losing it anytime soon. I'm going to put Eddie Edwards. I think he would be a, a, a better matchup against Miro than any X Division guy, so maybe try to sneak in a title win for Eddie so he could do this. And then uh, for the X Division Survivor Series match, uh, give me Darby, Orange Cassidy. There's Ray Phoenix from Death Triangle. Kip Sabian, if he's healthy. Throw Ricky Starks in there as well. Josh Alexander, something, Willie Mack. They'll represent Impact. Um, on the men's side, on like the top notch, I like guess the top tier Survivor Series. Obviously, Cody is going to be captaining. That's going to book himself. Give him MJF, Hangman Page, Brian Cage. And then Moxley at the end against Rich Swan, Moose, Miguel, Sammy Callahan. Throw Tommy Dreamer in there, too. Tommy loves a good fight, especially when there's brand supremacy on the line. Um, and then, obviously, you can't do a title versus title because Kenny Omega has them both. But I've been hoping for this. Give me Samoa Joe. I hope he signs with Impact. I think Samoa Joe is going to be the savior for Impact. Um, put him against Kenny Omega. And then, uh, last but not least, the, the not, I'm sorry that this isn't the main event, but the main event of this whole feud, the one thing that everybody wants to see. Give me Sting. Give me Rohit Raju. Um, this is the money match. This is the, uh, the marquee match. And uh, this is how you sell tickets for that show with the crowd intact. So that's what I want to see. Regardless if it's, if it's this um, – and it's obviously not going to be this pay-per-view. That's 10 matches. That's way too long. That's like a seven-hour pay-per-view right there. But uh, I want to see the war. I want to see the war. It's too Fair big enough. for just one night. Absolutely. So, uh, Travis, I'm going to take Al's topic. I'm going to throw it down to you. Is this uh, is this going to be all out? Is this going to be bound for glory? Is this going to be a new show? What do you think I, here? I, Did he I, think, I think what you do is you do a hybrid. You do half those matches due to the impact production for your day one start. And then you finish on day two over on AEW production. And you run it that way. And you get both sides of the coin. I think it would be a really fun and interesting thing. I, I know that Rahit Raju Sting feud has been bubbling under the surface for a long time. Um, yeah. I think it's an it's an interesting. I, it certainly does a lot more for it than this, you know, fiddling around that we've kind of been doing here and there. Don't get me wrong, Kenny obviously took the title, um, but it's it has been a little anticlimactic of a war. Um, an invasion, right? We haven't seen as much from Impact coming into AEW as the other way around. So hopefully they, they put their foot on the gas, and I think this is a good way to start it for sure. And John DeCani, is you're, you're the senior Impact correspondent. Did Al leave any match that we've been thirsting over out? Oh, no. You don't get more thorough than Mr. Al Carl. He, <laughs> he, uh, he checked all the boxes. <laughs> so the only one that I thought of was I'd love to see John Don Smith Callis. Conspicuous by her absence in those cards was Abaddon. Yeah. But now before I had to leave off too, there's a couple of people I had to leave out. You know, like I said, the other members of uh, you know, Pinnacle that didn't make it, there's there's a couple of people I had to do some finagling. Some people just didn't make the cut, unfortunately. Sorry to cut you off, Travis. That's okay. I think we should see Don Callis versus Excalibur, maybe in a debate. Yeah, there you go. All right. Oh, yeah. John Smith, anything to add here? 
Um, one thing I would like to add or change would be violent by design versus um, inner circle. The, uh, the, no, uh, Pac and Penta and and, uh, and Ray Phoenix. Yeah, the Death Triangle. I always forget Death their triangle. name. Yeah, I'd love to see that that be a match. You know, Rhino, Eric Young, and uh, either one of the other two. It doesn't have to be four on three. But uh, I mean, this was going to be my thing. I didn't go nearly in depth. But this was going to be my thing, too, because I think that Impact has been looking kind of weak in this whole thing. Like, they got their titles taken away. They got their tag titles taken away. They haven't really, you know, looked strong at all. And lucky for you guys, I have a backup topic for when it's my turn. But, like, these are just points I was going to say. Like, I think Impact needs to come in and invade the way that, like, you know, when, when Becky Lynch brought the women over and invaded Raw or SmackDown or whatever yeah. it was that one time, but like 10 times worse, you know, like literally destroy everyone, bring weapons, like blindside everybody, just show that you're not punks because they, you know, they, they kind of been looking weak for a while now that they haven't had a, you know, the, like this, this whole crossover has just been good for Kenny Omega and AEW mostly in my opinion. You know, John, you know, it might be since AEW is going out on the road, maybe Impact does their invasion like AEW's last night in Jacksonville, and they just destroy the whole set. Maybe that's what we go Ooh. with. You know? That would be sick. People chiming in. The only lady <laughs> in Al Carl's Originals pool is chiming in. She wants that Excalibur Don Callis match as well. Yeah, she's now officially the first lady of pro wrestling pick Maggie May. <laughs> <laughs> she's kicking my ass too, so yeah, she's, she's probably kicking all our asses. <laughs> she went perfect, didn't she? <laughs> she did. John Smith, let's go to you. What is your what is your topic that you're hoping for in the next five to six months? Okay, um, I think that AEW needs to introduce a third title, and I hope. Hope that hopefully that comes hand in hand with maybe a second television show, but I think a third title will be great for how deep their roster is. Um, it could be a cruiserweight title because they have like most of the guys are small anyway, or it could just be like a third title, so you know, maybe a hardcore title. Maybe, maybe they come up with something that we've never heard of before. Maybe it's you know, more like the Heritage Cup in the UK or some something, you know. I just think. You know, more belts. People think it, it dilutes the the um, the importance of the belts, but I, I don't think that's that's the case at all. It's it gives people something to gun for, something to fight for. You know, you, you could build you know programs around it with battle royals and stuff like that. You know, it just it adds meaning to people who don't have actual programs going that people care about. You know. Yeah, I think that's that's solid. And Al, one of the things we've seen. Um, a lot of people kind of clamoring for is they've got these, the dark show and they've got the dark elevation show and there's sort of no way for people to kind of build up and get onto the dynamite show. Maybe what John Smith want to, you know, an option here is you introduce a title on there and if they hold it for a certain period of time, they get a, get a main show appearance or something. Uh, that works too. Yeah. My, my initial thought when John Smith um, uh, mentioned this, uh, I wrote an article a while ago. Uh, get trios titles. You have, you have all these factions. You have all this gang warfare. Um, sometimes you got three man teams, four mans. I think of the Dark Order. You got a whole plethora. Like you know, it's SAT word of the day. Um, but I, I think trio titles. You know, be fun. Just you know, then you have because they do the, the multi man matches anyway. 
So, I mean, I think trios titles, I think, would fit in nice. And I guess the, the problem, I, I would love to see a second show on network television. Uh, but unfortunately, as you know, we reported, you know, TNT just now just signed the NHL. So I think uh, that kind of throws a wrench in that whole entire plan. But I, I don't think, I don't know, putting a belt on YouTube, maybe that would get more viewers. Maybe that would give those guys something to story about. You have to, like, climb, like, a Mortal Kombat ladder. You have to win. Know five matches against five people in a row, and then all of a sudden you can get a TNT title shot or something like that. But yeah, I think this, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I, I'm, I'm with John Smith. Um, yeah, throw another title. I just I figured that the trio would be the uh, the big answer for that. For me, it's, it's more about like character. I, I feel like it's you got to build characters in, in AEW, like you know, those trios titles might just become like a cluster bleep where it's just like these three guys versus these three guys, you know. But when when Somebody's chasing after a title, then you can they, they can cut them, um, like on their own. They can cut like on a deeper kind of promo, and you know make it more personal. You know. So Travis, the you know John's brought this up for singles, and Al's brought in the trios. Uh, what about the women in AEW? Do they need a secondary set of titles? I think the division is on a really good pace right now. Um, I think they're. You know, really establishing that division a lot better. It's, it's kind of fleshed itself out a lot better than the first kind of generation of AEW women's division. I think they have a real nice core, you know, four or five really solid performers. Um, I don't think they're at the point right now where I would want to introduce a tag belt for the women yet or a secondary belt for the women. Um, I'm I'm on board with the the idea of the three man belt, the six man titles, you know, a never open or something like that. But I do think I think those secondary shows, in order to have more eyeballs there, not that they're not getting good views, but having a belt that's an ascension belt style thing would be great. Um, where there's a the dark champion or an elevation champion or something like that, I think kind of does what both Al and John are saying. You got a character to build your giving somebody a real legitimate reason to tune in. It's an actual main event as opposed to these quasi main events that they're talking about on that show. And I think that drives more eyeballs to those indie talents that are there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And John Connie, we've, we've joked around about AEW doing something as crazy as the, the, uh, the 10 man tag belts, you know, at times when they have some really good <laughs> five on five, but, but John Smith brought up the, a cruiserweight option. And that, I think that's really, that's really solid. So, John, who would you who would you think wins the uh, 125 person roster AEW Cruiserweight Championship out of the out of the tournament? I thought uh, I thought you were going to say 125 pound and under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got some of those too. Roster, if yeah. we're joking, but no, um, I I would go with Jungle Boy. You know, he's the first person I thought of to put a title like this on. So yeah, Jungle Boy, especially because the crowd's always behind him. So that that'd be fun. Let's go around the horn. If there's a cruiserweight champion, uh, John DeCani, who do you think it is? Ray Phoenix. <laughs> I, I want to see him wrestle every day, all the time. <laughs> Travis. Give me Ricky Starks. Oh, solid pick. Al Carl. Yeah, Ray Phoenix. There was a reason why I didn't put him and Penta together on my mock card right there, because I wanted Phoenix in that X Division elimination match with TJP, oh my God, X, no, Ray Phoenix versus TJP, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, Ray Phoenix right there. And I, I would say Ray Phoenix too, but I think he's heavyweight title material. I think he wrestles, his in-ring wrestling is as good as anybody in the world right now. Um, you give him Al, Alex Marvez to do his, his shoot promos for him, and then we can move on, you know. 
I like all your choices, and I would throw John Silver into the mix in the final set of people there as well. I think he's uh, he's just ready to, to blow up with a title. John DeCounty, over to you. What is the one thing you hope will happen in pro wrestling between now and episode 200, which will be about five months away? Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to rip off Mick Foley a little bit here and say that uh, WWE should institute a women's, tele uh, women's show, be it on Peacock or what have you. Uh, give them an hour a week. To and with that, I would like to see maybe even a consolidation of the Raw and uh, SmackDown women's title because I don't I don't think they have enough right now. They have a lot of top tier women, but it seems to kind of be a little monotonous of you know just round and round how they're doing that. Put put those titles together and create a women's mid card title, secondary title. And have that primarily uh, defended and fought for on the women's show. That way you get, you know, you don't have to have Mandy and Dana and Lana and Naya, whoever's not right at the tippy top of the women's card right now. You don't have to just be continually throwing them into uh, tag team matches. They can fight for a mid-card title. That's the, uh, you know, that's the, uh, the cornerstone of that women's one-hour-a-week show. And uh, you present it that way. And, you know, just it, it when they had a really strong mid card 15, 20 years ago, where you were really invested in what was going on other than just in the main event and maybe a storyline here or there, the, the eyeballs were on, you know, everyone was watching wrestling, you know, just this past week or so, or two weeks ago was the anniversary of uh, the, the highest rated uh Raw of all time, they got was they pulled like an eight point one or something like that. And if you look at the roster and you look at the storylines that were going on at that time, that actual show might have been a little bit of a mess. There was a lot of uh, false finishes and uh, disasters there, but there was interest in every match on that card. There was there was a storyline to go with every match on the card. It wasn't just all right, these people are fighting at the uh, pay-per-view, uh, you know, as a tag team. So we'll do both of them split up souls and we'll throw it on a card just to fill the show. A little more creative writing, a little more interest in what's going on below the main event. And I think uh, with a dedicated women's show, they could do that for the women. You know, they, the women's evolution, revolution, whatever you want to call it, has been going on now for a good long time. And there's still a little bit of stagnation there. So I think this dedicated woman show and a women mid-card belt could uh, really give a boost to that. So John Smith, I'm going to take John DeConnie's topic and throw it to you. Who is the Chris Jericho of this new women's show and the new undisputed women's champion? And then who, how does Oscar win? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it was Triple H booking it, I'd say that's definitely how it would end up. But I think Vince would be booking this. And um, I think we would get Bailey because I think Bailey's the most technically sound and the most efficient on the mic. She can do everything, she can be a face or a heel, but she's her heel work, especially on the mic, has been second to none in that division and that's the type of person that you need to carry a division if you're going to be putting them all if you're going to be starting a new show and and then some you know yeah absolutely and uh, 
And and Travis, this has been a topic that has come up on you know Twitter and on the on the internet. Um, some people for it, some people against it. What do you think? Oh, I think that'd be a great idea, and I, I would agree a hundred percent with what Smith said. Um, I think Bailey is is your go to for that because as far as women's wrestler. Um, she's the best all around women's performer, I think in the world right now, as far as being able to do it on the mic and in the ring, I think there's better in ring wrestlers. Um, but I don't, it's hard to find a promo better than hers outside of when Charlotte was doing the serious promo that she did after the situation with her father, which it sounds like she's going away from that. Um, I think, I think why not? why wouldn't you do this? I mean, you see the success that stardom has and you see, you know, the interest that glow had and wow and things like that. So I think the opportunity is there and it gives them another platform where they can put things in and, and do different things. And, you know, I'd love it if it was a mix show, right? Give me some NXT talent in there with some, some regular main roster people as well. And then, you know what, throw us a couple curveballs too. Have Taya Valkyrie come out on that show or Frankie Monet come out on that show and show up there and then disperse her into the wherever she's going to end up. You know, I think it would be super interesting to see that for sure. So, Al, where does Becky Lynch fall in when Becky Lynch eventually comes back? What is this? Is she coming back to compete in the undisputed tournament here? Is she coming back to be the first challenger to Bailey? Where's Becky Lynch fit in? Um, you know, it's actually kind of funny. I got one of the cats on the table now. Um, actually, I asked my wife, you know, I told my wife, you know, Becky Lynch has been off TV for a year now. She's like, well, yeah, well, she gave pregnant. I'm like, well, I guess she was yelling at me that everybody, I was saying she should have been back in the Rumble. She had the kid in December, January is more than enough time, right? And she, I got lit up for that one. So, uh, <laughs> so she, I guess it's, uh, being a year off TV is, uh, I guess, uh, normal for, I guess, you know, for the women's body to get back to, to where it was um, pre-pregnancy. But um, I think Becky, she would definitely make the finals. Uh, yeah, Bailey, good option. Anyone, I think you just, if, if Vince is going to be Vince, you just throw the four horsewomen in a fatal four-way. And that's just, <laughs> and the win, have the winner take everything, you know? So um, my big thing with this, I am all for this. I am the biggest athletic supporter for women's wrestling. I've said that joke a million times. Um, I think it would, it would work beneficial, but the only way it's going to work, I think they need to test this. I think they need to do evolution again. I think they need an old women's pay-per-view to see how it responds, how it reacts. And then if it's well, yeah, you start the second show. You can bring up NXT, all right, like Travis said, I like that. And then you know what? Throw another Mayo's class. Now we can start rebuilding NXT again because I'm sure there's a bunch of indie Marine, uh, Marina Tucker. Get her in the uh, the the May Young Classic number three. You know, get her in this. Get that next crop up here. So I think that would be. I think there would be beneficial to women all over, all over the world. Absolutely, great topic, John. I actually Travis. have another point on that. Oh, go ahead. Um, I'd like to see Becky Lynch not be involved in that tournament at all, and then have. Bailey, you know, I run this place, and then Becky comes out as like the general manager of the women's show, and that's how they ease her back in. And then eventually, when she's ready to start wrestling, then she's back in the ring, not a permanent GM or anything like that. But you know that, like, and then it's you know Bailey versus the uh, the Becky Lynch authority, you know. Yeah, there we you, go. you can do this as, you know, like a Jericho. We were just talking about Jericho. I don't know, it was people talking or whatever. Like, you know, okay, so you have. 
Bailey beat Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks in the same night to unify them, and then here comes Becky right after that, and then that story can be so she'll actually move and eventually beat all four horsewomen on her way to losing to probably like Rhea Ripley. All right. Great topic, John DeConi. Thank you. And Travis, it is your turn. What's the one thing that you hope happens in the next five months? So MJF World Champion. Al got two, so I think I should get two, right? <laughs> So I, I, I hope that next calendar year uh, we see AEW go to six pay-per-views rather than four. Um, I think the three-month build is a little bit longer than it needs to be, and I think a two-month build is, is plenty for them. So I'd love to see that happen. And I think with live wrestling and them testing the markets, you'll see a lot more of that. Um, the other thing that I would like to see is, um, you know, and Al and everybody else kind of brought it up, AEW show number two, and we talked about the NHL stuff and the different things like that. What I want to see is I want to see an episodic show and I want to see it on Amazon Prime or Netflix. And I want it to be a season where it's canon and they build it into the other shows. But each episode is featuring one singular wrestler doing the creative on the entire thing. So it's a two hour Darby Allen show where he books the matches, shoots the thing, uses his creative to decide how he wants to do it. Then you can do a John Moxley one where it's all hardcore. Then you could do another one and you just, you take, you feature a wrestler. They're in the main event of that show and you've got an hour or a two hour show. That's, and maybe each season is only eight episodes or whatever. And you can co-mingle that in and you shoot those things off site, and you can have a whole bunch of surprises in there that you see in that show, but it features the wrestler. It lets you get the biography of that wrestler because they can do a little bit of that shooting too. So you get a documentary side of it, but then do it episodic. And if you want to use a Lucha Underground style, or you want to do it in more of a cinematic or however you want to do it, there's enough creative talent on that roster to be able to put something like that together. You just do one season of it and see how it goes. That's that's interesting. And I'm going to throw it to John DeCani. So John, Travis brings up, you know, this style of shooting and we've seen success with Sting and with The Undertaker in these cinematic matches. Does this open us up to this whole other world? Uh, and is it something we need? Uh, yeah, well, I think it's a great idea. I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that uh, I didn't think I needed until I uh, just heard that idea. And I think it's a great idea. And yeah, especially uh, if you're talking about AEW, you know, you you know, you've got a lot of great minds there. You know, you've got Matt Hardy right there. That even if he doesn't, you know, necessarily appear, he's maybe he's not back in the ring, but give him creative control of a two-hour show and uh, you know the, the the creative license to have. Uh, cinematic storytelling and good lord, well, what is that going to look like? I'm all in for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, Al John just brought up Matt Hardy, Travis brought up Darby Allen, Chris Jericho's out there. A lot of creative people. Who, who else? Yeah, Jericho can do an episode. I'm yep. sorry, Jericho can do an episode from the cruise. Um, and if we do do this, I just said do do again. Um, give it to Penta. And rent out the Lucha Underground Temple. Like, bring that back for one episode. I think that would be absolutely incredible. I am addicted to that set. I miss Lucha Underground. And that's where I felt with Penta and Phoenix and Brian Cage and, and all those guys down there. Uh, Johnny Mundo and the Worldwide Underground. Jack Evans. Like, you could bring back all the Lucha guys. AEW has their fair share of them. So that would, uh, that would work out beautifully, yeah. And John Smith, keep us honest. What are we missing here? Punk. John Silver. John Silver all the way. <laughs> Two hours of John Silver is what we need in our lives. That's yes. 
Absolutely. I mean, Imagine I'm, John Silver versus CM Punk. So I think I think that's the thing that's the thing that you can do though you know if you want to if you want to throw these stuff into the shows that like you don't that doesn't normally feel like it works whatever it is supernatural or whatever if it's one episode of a show you can do zombies and werewolves and vampires and whatever the hell you want to do because it's just one show and it's shot specifically that way and it's not necessarily anything that you got to continue or follow up with and you can do neat stuff like that um so I think you know, because it's aside from that and it's on a streaming service and stuff, it would be a hell of a trial. I'm a little sensitive to zombies right now, so let's just stay away from them. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> the Miz is, is out indefinitely <laughs> due to zombie bite. If he doesn't come back as <laughs> zombie Miz, I'm going to be real sad. <laughs> and wouldn't that two-hour right. John Silver show just be two hours of talking about how handsome Adam Page is? Yeah, it's just an Adam Page two-hour trick. Classic. Like a video package. There's all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Awesome. Not that I have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so I'll I'll close this out here with this. I have one as well, and mine is the second coming of the Indies. You know, everything's starting to open up. Fans are re-entering. Ring of Honor is going to bring fans back in July. The Indies have been patient. They've been waiting. Some have been running especially the ones down in Florida or Texas or whatever, but the market's about to open back up and then all of the Indies are going to flood. And I just hope that everybody's got a place to work and that we see a lot more broadcast over the streaming services. I hope everybody's worked on their technologies and all the Indies just raise it up a notch. Anybody have anything on that? Yeah, as long as, yeah, CCW. Yeah, exactly. I know those are all your boys down there, Ignite and all them. Yeah, it's, Here's the, this is the thing though. It's, it's the Indies benefit everybody. And I don't want to call it the minor leagues and whatnot, but eventually, you know, they'll get to, you know, the 200 man roster on AEW, or they'll get to NXT, or they'll get, to, you know, they'll eventually, you know, it'll work its way up. It's it's, it's 100 necessary in the success of professional wrestling. Yeah, 100 percent, Travis. You and I went to to the collective. We saw what 20 hours of wrestling over two days or something like that. Um, all these people are hungry, right? They're all hungry, looking for a shot. Some some have probably been around too long. Their shot has probably passed them by, but there is definitely another crop on the way up. Well, it's it, it's interesting too, right? A lot of these, whether it's CCW that we're watching or GCW or any of the other ones or the promotion that Thunder Rosa's running or whatever, the production value of those indies and the commentary and things like that have gone up quite a bit. And the access is like it's never been between Twitch and YouTube and, and uh, Facebook and stuff like that. So it's almost like this weird, It's it, it feels like if you dig deep into the indies, it almost feels 100% like Territory Days where you're borrowing a couple of guys and they're headed up north or they're headed down south or they're headed to the coast or whatever they're doing. Um, I mean, West Coast is still a little bit quiet indie style outside of maybe LA Dojo and stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the resurgence of that is pretty strong and I think it's only going to get better the, going into this summer and all the shows. I mean, it's it's hard to not be able to pay attention to some of that stuff because the talent is definitely out there. It's just with so many pro shows going, like they're going to land somewhere if they're good. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, John DeConi, CCW, they, you know, Travis brought up territories. CCW doesn't really refer to themselves as an indie. They refer to themselves as the last territory. And I, I like the analogy that, that Travis brought up, that this is this is becoming very territorial. Is there any indie that you can think of that you've had sort of a, you know, a 
just a side eye look at for the last couple of years that you think could actually break it and might become a national promotion? Uh, I mean, not to go with the easy answer because you brought them up, but yeah, if anyone could do it, I, I think Nelio and uh, the people at CC you Nelio's know, absolutely addictive energy. You know, if there's anyone who could recreate the cult of personality that uh, uh, Heyman had, stop it out. <laughs> that Heyman had going the, the 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 fact that people would run through a wall for Paul Heyman in the early days of ECW. I I have the feeling that CCW uh, is that kind of playground. So I would love to see them break through. Uh, but you know, no matter what happens, a healthy indie scene is only beneficial for the big boys. And if I can go back to one of my favorite. Uh, you know, old radio show quotes from uh, Opie and Anthony, more indies equals more gooder. <laughs> John Smith, anything to add to the conversation? Uh, well, as somebody who's never even been to an indie show, which I'm probably the only one who could say that, um, I just feel like I need to get be a part of this at this point. Like, I'm at the point of my wrestling fandom where, like, I, I don't watch baseball really anymore. I don't watch basketball. I don't do hockey. It's just football season. And then I have so much time to be able to be a, like a, an independent wrestling fan now. And like, it's it, when you brought it up, the first thing I thought of is I wonder when like Jersey All Pro is going coming back around because I want to go see him. Plus, like with all the countless shows I've been to, I've been a couple WrestleManias, blah blah blah. I don't not bragging or anything, but like I've never been up close. Where like at one of these shows, like I I've never been able to see some like the sweat fly off somebody's face except for the one time that just incredible and steve carino were up on the balcony in front of me like just passing by with a with a singapore cane but like I, i've never been able to be like super up close and personal to and, and watch it and I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that that's the point that is the exact point and as i i look directly into the camera and i say if you have not been to see indie wrestling go for that reason you can spend 20 bucks and sit in the front row and john the sweat will be on you <laughs> by the time this is over when travis and i went to game changer down in florida i got up and walked away and two seconds later the wrestlers fell from the ring and destroyed my chair like that's what you get <laughs> at an indie show <laughs> so it is definitely uh, worth everybody's while support in the wrestling. So, yeah, and there's a good chance that uh, Virgil will be there signing autographs. So that's always fun. <laughs> well, and the thing them. is, the area you guys are in too has no shortage of indie wrestling. Like when I look on my Facebook and my upstate guys that they're sharing because we've had they've had to do a lot of traveling and stuff like that. That New York City, Jersey. Philly area is just full of so many good shows. I every every weekend I look and I'm like, shit, I really wish I could get down to that show. You know, but it's a haul for us. Yeah, you know who's actually a really big fan of indie wrestling is Dexter Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Al. Well said. Well, listen, everybody, we have another topic that we're gonna get into here in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell everybody how they can support the Daily Wrestling News Show, and the Eastern Observer who powers us. So stick with us for just a second. We'll be right back. Daily Wrestling News Show. 
If you do, I'd like to tell you how you can support us. Check out the new Crucifix t-shirt from BodySlamClothes.com. The shirt comes for $20. That includes your shipping. That includes XXL, XXL, and the super soft style. So there's no upcharge for any of that stuff. And if you like that shirt, there's a whole bunch of others. And if you buy two, use the promo code SHIRTS10 at checkout for 10% off your order. That's BodySlamClothes.com. And join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. This newsletter is going out to over 4,200 people each and every week on Fridays. And you get all the top stories consolidated in one place. It's quick to read. It's broken up by company. And it's free. Written by me for you for free. Join the list at BodySlamBrigade.com. And then this show, of course, the Daily Wrestling News Show. It's here every day, Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. Occasionally, we drop in on Fridays. You can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can watch us live on YouTube and, and Facebook. You can also get it there on demand as well. So do check out the Daily Wrestling News Show each and every day. Thank you for your support. All right. Thank you. Our shameless plugs are over. I hope you do all those things. Uh, thank you very much. We're going to hit the... I would say second half, but I think this half will go a lot faster. We have one more prompt that we want to give out to everybody. But before I do that, today is a uh, the in two, this day in 2002, Davy Boy Smith passed away. He was 39 years old. Uh, we had Georgia Smith, his daughter, on this show a few months ago. Go back and listen to this episode. There's so much great stuff about Davy Boy uh, that's happening right now. You know, with his Hall of Fame induction, and and she is just leading the charge to make him keep him relevant uh, in the world of wrestling. So go back and listen to that episode. It was a great one. Uh, I will put a link to it in, you know, the show notes. All right. So Travis, we're going to start with you. The prompt here for this next segment is who do we think will become a first time world champion in the next five to six months? And that you're open on organizations. You can include the NXT, the impact art ring of honor, all that stuff. But the big belt in that organization, men or women. I know you got the role model shirt on. We've taken her off the table because we all know that's going to happen. So go. Triple A uh, mega champion Andrade is coming. Wow. Now that's an interesting one. I, I, I had not even come to my mind. Um, Al, do you think Andrade can take Kenny Omega down? I'm not a, I don't follow AAA that much myself, but you know, is, is that, that was was that official? Did Kenny Omega accept that? Because I know Andrade laid down the challenge. I don't think it's accepted yet, but it's okay. I, my initial thought when I heard that was there was no way that Tony Khan would allow his world champion to lose to a former WWE superstar. 
That was my initial thought. Now, can Andrade do it? Yes. Should Andrade do it? Yeah. I think the is, is Andrade credible enough to beat Kenny Omega 100 uh, cien percento? Okay. Um, but I just I think the only thing is 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 Tony Khan because his if his champion loses to a WWE guy, that I feel like that's like I feel like he would think that's egg on his face. Well, John DeConi. John Moxley uh, is a former WWE guy. He beat AEW's world champion. <laughs> that one point. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think if that happens, and it would be great if that happens, and good, you know, good golly, that would be a fantastic match. Uh, I think that would be maybe the last belt that the belt collector loses. Uh, just, you know, for the reason Al has uh, listed as well. And just that, you know, there's a lot of other business to be done there. And I, not to disrespect uh, AAA, but um, it it just seems like that's the belt that we almost continue to forget that Kenny has. And that would probably be the last one that he uh, surrenders eventually, somewhere down the line, you know, maybe three, four, five years from now. And that doesn't mean it can't be to Andrade at that point, right? So. <laughs> John Smith, anything to uh, add to the Andrade conversation? Uh, I'm I'm a huge Andrade fan. I was uh, I I called his victory over Drew McIntyre three years ago for the NXT title. I love him, but I, I would love to see that happen. It just doesn't it, it doesn't seem plausible. Like I I, I like what Al's saying. Like, it's not like it's Moxley where he chose to leave. Andrade was let go. So how could Tony Khan allow a guy that was let go by WWE take the belt off him? But, but that's only if it's clean. If there's, you know, he's got a faction going on, like some sort of Legato Del Fantasma Triple A version, and they come out and help help him help Andrade win that belt, then why not? All right. Well, John, I'm going to stick with you. And why don't you tell us who you think? is going to be a world champion in the next five to six months. Well, if I was just going with my heart, I would be saying Tony Storm, but I don't think that's happening in the next six months. I think, you know, between the Zoe Stark stuff, I think I think they're going to be using her to try to get other people over for a while. My big thing, I'm sticking with that division, though. I think Dakota Kai needs to take the belt off of Raquel Gonzalez. <laughs> um, I think Raquel's working that little tweener angle right now where she could go either way. So they'll have no problem moving her into the face side of things. Dakota turns on her. You know, finally she's fed up. She's super jealous that Raquel just catapulted right past her on the on the totem pole. And we'll get, you know, a sort of Shawn Michaels diesel thing going on from 25 years ago. But, but more personal and with a lot more backstory to it. Al, you reacted right away. And I, yes. you know, I think this is just, it, it makes sense, right? I love it. Yeah, this is, this is gonna super kick Big Mommy cool, and then yeah, cheat the win. This is perfect. And then you have the feud. Then you bring Tegan back, but she's already back. Yes. She's gonna take out Candice, and then we have oh my god, Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox for the NXT Championship WrestleMania weekend. Uh, ooh, okay, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the the thing that Al does when he gets really excited. So I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You've hit you've hit those uh, markers, John Smith. Uh, John DeCani, what do you think of the Dakota Kai as champion? Uh, yeah, I, I like the idea, and I, I think like I think they're already 
planting seeds of it. I, I, you know, the first like two times they put a microphone in front of Raquel's face since she's been champion, Dakota's kind of like elbowed her way in and like piped up and spoke for her. And now Raquel's facials, you know, she's, she's kind of stayed uh, stone faced at the moment, but eventually I think if that keeps happening, we're going to see Raquel, you know, maybe roll her eyes a couple of times, kind of look at her like, you know, what are you doing? And that, you know, the, the, the natural heat will build and we'll, we will have our HBK diesel moment between the two of them. Now, Travis, when Mercedes Martinez got in uh, Raquel's face, Dakota said, oh, she wants a title shot. I want to go to Hogwarts Witchcraft and uh, School of Witchcraft and Widget Wizardry. <laughs> so does she go there first or does she go straight to the title? Or does she get called up before all this can happen? I don't know. I don't see him busting up. So there's your time frame thing really threw me for a loop because I started looking at pay-per-views and where they fell on the calendar and stuff like that and kind of where the storylines were and things. So I, I I think Dakota is a fine choice. She certainly paid her dues at NXT at this point, right? Yeah, she's, she's fine. She's definitely got the um, you know, she's got the resume to be able to to hold that title and stuff like that. It's an interesting story. You know, I always wonder when they do these pairings, like I think all of us feel naturally there's gonna be the explosion at some point, right? We're looking over on the other side and we're seeing you know, AJ versus almost at some point. And like, it, it's always just a natural thing. Like, you know, two guys and tag teams don't just settle themselves and walk off into the sunset. It just doesn't happen. Um, so I, I think you're probably going to see the Mercedes match first, but I think Dakota would be an interesting one to have take the belt off. And I think it, I, I think to harken back to the whole thing, I think it depends on how quickly we see Tegan come back and what they decide to do with Frankie Monet. Yeah, that's fair. Frankie is going to get a big push, I think. Al, did you have something you want to bring up? Yes, I did. Okay, so In Your House is up next. Okay, can we replay the barbershop? Can Dakota throw uh, Raquel through the In Your House, the side window? <laughs> we can Anything redo the barbershop on this. This would absolutely be perfect. Anything can happen in the WWE. <laughs> Especially in our house. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, Dakota's a fine choice, John Smith. Thank you. John DeConi, let's go to you. Who is going to be a world champion in this next five to six months? Okay, I don't know if this works with uh, my timetable that I laid out with, uh, you know, combining the women's titles or whatnot, but let's say the women's titles stay separate on Raw and SmackDown now. It at least gives us a better chance for this to happen. I want a return to the nasty you know she's she's done doing hopefully the tag team is she'll get fed up with reggie very soon and turn on naya i want the bad ass shayna baszler back and i want one of those women's straps around her waist i want her back to choking people out on a weekly basis i think that's perfect perfect travis what do you think oh yeah i i i have not you know, after the um, elimination chamber and stuff, I think, I think she kind of, I think the way that elimination chamber finished with her kind of sealed her fate a little bit um, with the timing, how that match felt like it was long and it was off towards the end. And that Philly crowd certainly didn't help her at all. And I think, um, I think it set Shayna's trajectory back in the women's division. So there's a lot of matches for her to have in singles competition that are on the table. She's been pulled up for a while. And she hasn't wrestled the roster that you would normally see. So she'd be able to go through with a belt and have a whole fresh 
menu of singles competitors with her being kind of strapped with Nia this whole Nyla this whole time. So yeah, I think that's a great that's a great call. Yeah, absolutely. And and John Smith, I'm gonna go to you. You're the NXT guy. Shayna clearly is gonna have some revenge on her mind as long as Rhea Ripley's champion, right? That's Shayna yeah. Shayna lost her long, long reign to Rhea. Yeah, her reign was broken up in the middle by uh, who was Kyrie, Kyrie Sane for a minute. But yeah, she held that belt. Otherwise, if you combine her reigns, almost as long as Asuka had it. And she was almost as dominant. I mean, Asuka will always be number one in NXT folklore. But, you know, Shayna, she went out there and just made people tap, snap, or crap every single time. And I never saw she, the crap part, but that. That's, that, that's actually her line. I didn't make that up. She said that because when you pass out, you lose control of your bowels. I'm pretty sure it's crack, man. <laughs> no, it's tap snap, or tap, or crap. I'm telling oh, you, she okay. said it once. <laughs> I don't want to debate the finer points, the, the finer points. <laughs> of Shana, of Shana. Why didn't you bring that up in your predictions for the next five months that Shayna Bates was going to make somebody crap their pants on one? <laughs> you know, it'll probably be Natalia. Oh my God, the size of that thing. Shots, you would be a millionaire. <laughs> I happened to see him punk live in the ring against Dean Ambrose one time, so it can happen. It, it can absolutely happen. Al Carl, Shayna Baszler is our champion. Is this something that's going to happen at SummerSlam? No. Um, no. Oh, yeah. Eventually, yes. I, I like the, 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 the thinking of this. I like she's – she has – okay, it was, was not brought up last night on Raw. Something that happened two weeks ago, uh, Alexa's gunning for her. Yes. Like Alexa made her leg just completely give out from under her, which caused her to get the knee in the face from Asuka and get pinned. So I think they can do uh, Alexa at SummerSlam or whatever. That it may, you know, fighting her, you know, when you fight the Fiend, you always change. You know, if you fight Alexa Bliss, maybe they do it that way. That's when then she turns on Nia, destroys her, then goes after Rhea Ripley. And you're exactly right, Ryan. She owes Rhea Ripley like three or four matches. So, uh, yeah, so this is, I, I think it's coming. I think after this feud with Alexa Bliss, uh, we are going to get um, the, uh, the the snap, crackle, and crap with uh, Shayna Baszler. <laughs> All right, Elle, sticking with you. Yes. Who's your pick? Who is your pick for uh, for world champion? Let me start this off. I, I, Jersey's got to get on the board here. I know we're on the board a lot, but we need to get on the board more. How about the Riot Squad winning the tag team championships now that they're over on SmackDown? Um, I think they could probably beat Natalia and Tamina. I think that'd be good for Liv Morgan to get that. Uh, Casey and Caden, they said it last week. They want their shot at, at uh, the winner of what happened. So it's going to be the way. Uh, that is not, you know, that's heel versus fate. You know, that would work uh, to get Casey a tag title. Um, for the world titles, um, it, it's pretty cut and dry for me because Roman's not losing, Lashley's not losing, Walter's not losing, Karrion Cross isn't losing. Okay, I got Kenny Omega losing twice here. So obviously, I got the whole Samoa Joe theory with Impact. Uh, I've been saying that since Joe got released. Joe is going to be the savior of Impact, uh, probably in Bound for Glory. So it might not be within five months, May. No, no, it will be because April sixth. Yeah, it might not be within five months. So I got Samoa Joe beating Kenny Omega. And then for the AEW title, um, obviously we've been saying it all show, CM Punk. CM Punk's going to come out. He's going to beat Kenny Omega. 
for the AEW World Championship. And then the following week, uh, Christian Cage is going to beat CM Punk. And then the coup de grace, the coup de grace, the biggest thing in the next five months, we're not, it's not going to get to Shayna Baszler. I'm sorry, John DeConi, because all red everything, Eva Marie, (laughs) is going to absolutely wipe the floor with Rhea Ripley. The belt is red. It fits the gimmick. It only makes sense. Eva Marie will become the new Raw Women's Champion and set the record. She's going to destroy Bailey's record on SmackDown. She's probably going to beat May, uh, Fabulous Moolah's record as well. So uh, just, just buckle up, buckaroos. Uh, this is going to be a very long Eva Marie title reign. John Smith, I just can't. So you do it. <laughs> All right. The Christian Cage thing, that's not happening. The Eva Marie thing, that's not happening. Okay, but CM Punk is the most plausible of the three things you just said. Yeah, your face isn't happening. How about that? I thought Travis that Al was building the Hangman Page, and he oh, built the Christian Cage. Well, so I didn't. I, I mean, he went a little off there. Um, it's probably <laughs> because Punk has said many times that he respects Christian Cage, so he's going off of that. Um, super interesting. It's nice that Eva Marie's back, so Carmella doesn't have to be the worst wrestler in the women's division again. <laughs> um, wow. so I don't. I don't see. Uh, I don't see the Eva Marie thing happening. I think probably the most plausible is Joe. I'd love to see a Joe swerve, though. Bring me Joe back to save Impact and swerve back to AEW. would be super interesting, and we'd see a flip there. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if Joe can go. I, I know that if, if, I, if WWE thought Joe could go, given that his commentary was pretty decent, I think they would have kept him. I think if he's physically in, in shape to get in the ring, that doesn't mean that the guy can't work and can't win a match and do things like that. Um, I, I get that, but if WWE let him go because of what he could potentially draw because he was so big for the indies, I mean, give me Joe at ROH for a match. Give me Joe at Impact for a match. There's a ton of places that he can go and put a spotlight and get a big number for that show anywhere that he goes. So give me, give me – Joe at ROH against CM Punk. You know, I the uh, we've seen that. You know, that's not set the industry back thirty years here. Oh, I know. Um, you know, the, the reverse of what you said would be just as interesting, right? If, if he came out More with all allegiances on AEW and he flipped over to Impact, right? Yeah. That's that's. Yeah, like you said, it might be more interesting that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. John DeConi, did anything Al said have any redeeming qualities? <laughs> Come on, man. Yes, you're doing okay. It's fine. I gave – You're going to frank him all over me, then fine. When I, when I set this up for everybody, I said, feel free to go with your wild A predictions. And yeah. Al took it to heart, so it's okay. <laughs> John DeConi. Well, I, I really – I, I really like the uh, the Smojo idea. You know, God willing, he's uh, healthy enough uh, to have a run where that happens. And uh, as far as the rest of what Al said, especially towards the end there with Eva Marie, I will quote uh, no less than the illustrious John Smith when he earlier this year said, Al, you realize no one cares but you, right? <laughs> See the thing is, I feel your hate. I I feel it, and I love it. Just watch. You just just watch. Oh, okay. Yes. So, Al is just the type of guy that would be in uh, in charge of creative at WWE. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, you know when, when you know when Triple H booked it, you know she's the one that ended Oscar's undefeated streak way back when, and nobody talks about. So, she's poised. That's ready. <laughs> 
She's ready. She wants to be a role model. She said that. She wants to be somebody the girls can look up to. If she runs the women's division over with that car in her promo, I think she's got a shot. There you, there go. you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So for mine, John DeCani, I'm going to piggyback on your theory from the beginning of the year. It's the year of Ace Austin. I think Ace Austin is going to find nice. a way. Now I don't know if he's going to beat Omega for the Impact World Title, and I don't. So I don't know what's going to happen between to get from point A to point Ace Austin as champion. But I think that we could be looking at Ace Austin as a Impact World Champion by the end of the year. And, John, this is more your theory than mine, so I'll go to you. Yeah, just because I had brought that up on your show before, I was like, all right, let me come up with something else to present today. But, yes, if we're, if we're going to dig back into that, I think the story writes itself that, okay, I'm, I'm not sure who gets the belt off of Omega, but once the belt is back within the company, I'm sure it won't be too long before – you know, the, the, the hood ornament of the company, Eddie Edwards, has the belt again. And then you've got that storyline to play back where, uh, you know, uh, Ace, uh, you know, was infringing on his marriage there. And, you know, they, they you got your perfect uh, face versus heel and the inevitable eventually happens. I like it. There you go. So John DeCani has done what I couldn't do and he connected the dots for us and got us to Ace Austin as champion. Uh, L. Carl, Ace Austin is as much a franchise guy at impact as, as you can get, you know, he's, he's their guy, right? And he's from Jersey. They love Jersey wrestlers in impact. So 100% this, what inevitable is the, the best word to describe this inevitable. John Smith. You haven't been on impact all that long. You might've missed that Alicia Edwards thing, but what, what do you think about Ace Austin? Uh, for the in the next five months, I don't see it happening. I think this is the year of Ace Austin, though. He said it himself. John DeConi's been saying it for a while. Um, I mean, he's going to win those tag titles first with Madman Fulton. I definitely think that's what's happening. And then, um, you know, maybe by the end of the year, I could see Ace Austin winning it, but I don't think he's going to be the one taking it off Omega, like you said. Right. And Travis, round it out with you. What do you say about Ace Austin? I think your theory sounds a little bit like underpants gnomes from South Park. Kenny Omega has a title, question mark. Ace Austin has a title. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to get there that quickly. Uh, Ace Austin with a singles title at some point with the big belt there? Mm, maybe. Um, I think he's got work to do, and I think part of what we're seeing with them in the tags is interesting because I listened to a Scotty Demore on – Jericho a couple of years back and they talked about Madman Fulton being a big deal. And I think this is this tag team isn't so much to showcase Ace Austin because everybody knows that he can go. I think it's to put Madman Fulton in an actual role. Now Madman Fulton, somebody that I could see at some point developing that personality and being sized enough to have that title. Not to say that a smaller guy, we just had Rich Swan with the belt. Um Ace Austin can get there, but I don't think we're gonna see that in five months. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, guys. We've done our hopes. We've done our predictions. All right. It's trivia time. I got no trivia for today. This is the day <laughs> off. Greatest episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> this has been 100 episodes. Thank you to the four of you who have been on so many of the episodes and to 100 more. Couldn't have done it without you guys. So thank you very much. 
And uh, guys, any final uh, any final thoughts as we close the curtain here on episode 100? Go around the horn. Al, anything? Uh, no, just congratulations. It's, it, this was a fun episode. I enjoyed this, you know, predicting in the future. This is I, I, this, I love this stuff. I got to make a mock card out of it. I got to shoot off Eva Marie and Christian Cage. And I, it's, <laughs> this was fun for me. I enjoyed this. Thank you. John Smith, anything? Sticking with that five-month theme, I'm hoping that on the 200th episode, we're still talking about Karrion Cross as NXT champion and not as an already called-up Karrion Cross to the main roster. Yeah, we had a theory about his debut on the main roster here on the last one of the shows recently. I think it was with you, John. Yeah, and he beat Austin Theory, so that was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John DeCani, anything else before we go home? Uh, just a hearty congratulations and uh, many happy returns. Another hundred and another hundred after that. And uh, this has been great. This is like uh, it, like we took our pre-production, uh, you know, chatting, just uh, cut out a couple of the uh, Swear words. unfriendly words and put it on. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of fun. I heard one out of Travis, but I won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, anything before we go home here? Yeah, I know. Congrats um, on 100. Hopefully 100 more comes this quick. Um, yeah, I, I like the format as well. It's good sharing the screen anytime that I can with these three guys. And I'd also like to say congratulations to my youngest brother, Bobby, and his fiance Sam. I'll be leaving in two days to head to their wedding on Friday, so that's going to be exciting. I'll get to meet their beautiful daughter for the first time, um, and we'll get to catch up, and you and I will eat copious amounts of pizza in the next three days. So that's that's always something to look forward to. I actually went to JC Penny and bought a shirt up a size with anticipation of that. So, all right, guys, that's been a hundred episodes of the daily wrestling news show. Thanks very much for watching and listening or getting this. However you get it. Uh, we will, yes. John Smith has the shirt on that's in the promo. L has the gorilla press slam. John DeCani has the chair shot. Travis and I, we are wearing, you know, wrestling shirts, <laughs> but thank you guys. <laughs> the next new champion. Body there you go. That's just, she's going to be first. You're right on that one. All right. For L, John John, and Travis, I'm Ryan. We'll see you tomorrow. For five more reasons why you three is going to win the team.